Warning, warning. Effects of the Apple reality distortion field may impact your ability to remain neutral while watching or listening to this show. Now, what is the Apple reality distortion field? Why, thank you for asking. I think it's best explained, Jason, by covering a few of the current symptoms being reported throughout the United States and potentially into other parts of the world. Yeah, that'll explain it. All right. Number one is a desire to wear super fancy ski goggles on the subway, on the ski slopes, on trains, on planes, on automobiles, walking down the streets of Manhattan, right? (laughs) Right. Playing ping pong. Yep, yep, yep. Now, two is an uncanny desire to read everything you can or watch every YouTube video about ski goggles, including this show. And this is my favorite one, I think, a feeling of regret that your bank account is not 4K lighter <laughs> than it was a couple of weeks ago. Hopefully a not. Desire? Yeah, yeah. I hope you're not feeling that one. A desire to constantly refresh the Apple Store to check for in-store pickup availability and a feeling of disappointment when you look at that super fancy, incredible 4 or 5K monitor that was your best display just last week. Yeah. All right. Now, here's the thing. Jason, now that I've mentioned all of these symptoms, do you or anyone in our audience have all of them? Because that's a medical school thing. Every time people go to medical school, they start reading about symptoms of the diseases, and all of a sudden, right. they have all of them, right? Yep, yep. They start identifying those in themselves. I have a couple of them, but I don't think that I'm uh, I'm falling victim to the reality distortion field yet. Yet, yet. Well, how about you? Well, we'll we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But <laughs> I think you either have some of those symptoms, or you're rolling your eyes and going, "What in the world did he put in his water this morning?" And it is just water. Just want to point that out. So. Now, if any of these apply to you, all I can say is stick around because this is the Gadgets for Families tech show where we focus on helping all tech nerds to grandpas. Some of us are both, right? Yep. Those that are just trying to keep up with these newfangled gadgets and those that spend way too much time diving deep on them. So we cover all of that. And I'm Greg Cunningham, and I'm one of the tech grandpas hosting this show. And I'm your host, Jay Benjamin. Thank you for joining us on this Vision Pro Focus episode. Sorry, we're sorry we're we're a little late to the game, um, but we got some good information here. So stick around. Yeah, somebody had to go on a cruise. Otherwise, we would have done something on this last week. But right. we'll get to that in a minute because I want to hear how your cruise went with four billion other people. So some of them are related <laughs> right. to you, even. So, and if you can't guess from the intro, and Jason gave it away, we're going to be talking about the Vision Pro. There is so much hype and information out there. We're going to try and condense that down for you. And it's actually going to lead to a topic I've wanted to cover for some time. And that's what I think is Apple's magic sauce on all of this. And that's continuity and their ecosystem. Now, Mm -hmm. we're not going to talk continuity in depth. I think we have that plan for a couple of weeks out when we're going to go through continuity, not just as it pertains to the Vision Pro, but as it pertains to all of the Apple ecosystem. And that continuity is what makes all of our Apple gadgets work together. And frankly, it's the thing, if I had to pick one thing, that's probably the one that keeps me absolutely the most in the Apple ecosystem. And so we'll right. talk about that a little bit today and then some more in a couple of weeks. But uh, and I, I feel do that's a little underused too by people yeah. with multiple Apple devices. I don't feel mm-hmm. like everyone's really taking advantage of continuity and they should be. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I know I personally, I'm a little bit under the weather. I, I live in a Petri dish, as my in-laws put it, with all the grandkids and stuff <laughs> running around here. So I apologize. But um, we're hoping this is week two on our new video platform that we're recording right. on. So we'll see how this goes. So don't forget to hit that subscribe or follow button to make sure you get notified of our next video release. We've got some cool things we're going to try over the next week or so. We're not mm-hmm. going to announce them today. We want to try them first and see if we can actually make them happen. Then we'll talk about them in a future show, but uh, check out the show notes for a bunch of great resources. So Jason, before we dive into Vision Pro, which is pretty much all we're going to talk about today, even in the post show, and we'll mention that a little bit later, but you went on a cruise and I was shocked because normally your spring cruise is the time you get away from all the family, you and your wife, and you go. And when I asked about that two weeks ago, you said there were 27 other people. That right. you knew so, growing on this cruise with you? 
That was that was by my count. So it, it turned out to be thirty one family <laughs> members, <laughs> and it wasn't as bad as I was expecting it to be. Right now, there was some things that we would do better next time. Me and my wife, we talked about it. We had some notes. Definitely some things that we would change. Definitely some things that that uh, we would do better next time around. And also planning not to do this ever again. <laughs> sure, making sure that there's not a next time around. But um, I saw your UX about like the tech support and stuff. Surprisingly, there wasn't a lot of support on the well, ship. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So I took extra chargers for everyone. Like I took way too many chargers, expecting people to leave chargers. Um, power bricks. Uh, we we took a, an extra power adapter or power strip. One of the little tiny ones that I uh, spoke about, but not much support outside of helping my sister-in-law switch devices on the the ship's Wi-Fi. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah. So they only allow, you know, just buy the package and can connect everything. You have to do uh, one yeah. or two devices at a time, which makes sense. But um, no, it was mostly playing tour guide the whole time. You know, this was a ship that we had been on several times. Uh, the ports we had been to several times before. So, yeah, just mostly rounding everyone up, making sure everyone's ready to get off of the ship, on the ship, going back and forth to guest services, explaining this is what you need to do. You need to do this. You need to do that. So, yeah, just a lot of general uh, uh, cruise uh, support, but not not much tech support, which I was okay with. Yeah, yeah. I saw one of the pop life videos that got posted that you're – Wife was handing out popcorn, saying, "Even when we're on vacation, people place orders." And I thought that was kind of funny. So right, right. So that that yeah, that last week I was slammed. So not just the people that went with us, but like people just they didn't want to wait. Like you give them an option, like, "Hey, we're we're going to be away for a week. You want to wait till I come back? It'll be fresh." No, no, no. I want it now, even though my event is next week or whatever. So yeah, I'm thankful for it. Zero. Well, Jason, I'm glad you had that vacation. Uh, I personally uh, only plan one vacation of year a year with other people. It's a camping trip, and mm -hmm. um, I can still go back to my trailer by myself, and we share a couple of meals and call it good. And because I just <laughs> right? one, I don't think I could do a cruise with that many people to start with, let alone that yeah. many people that I actually knew. But anyway, we'll have other conversations about that later. Let's dive yeah. in. Yeah and spend the rest of our time today talking about the Vision Pro. Now, we've got a bunch of resources, and I'm more up to speed on this than Jason is because he doesn't get the massive cruise Wi-Fi package that would allow him to stream a 45- and two-hour videos. <laughs> so, um, But the resources I would recommend are there was a really good review by The Verge, which I thought was very balanced. Brian Tong labeled his epic review. It was pretty Right. Pretty epic. Uh, MKBHD continues to release content. Like just yesterday, he released a video talking about what he thought the Vision Pro was missing. Um, mm -hmm. And then both Cult of Mac and Joanna Stern had good reviews. So all of those links to those will be in the show notes. And I just want to be clear that unless Jason tells me something I don't already know, I have not gone in to get the demo on this in the Apple Store. Okay. I think I'm getting close to sacrificing getting dressed in real clothes and driving to an apple store to go through <laughs> the demo shoes, right yeah 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 <laughs> actually taking my truck on more than a five minute drive and going to do that but i don't think you've been in to get a demo yet either have you no no i hadn't and um i thought about it but i really expected you to have one scheduled by now yeah <laughs> well not yet so uh, i gotta make it work and i think i might have done it this week if again we weren't dealing with all of these colds and viruses right, and stuff like right. that. So, But I want to go through some of these general discussion points. And let's start with everybody was concerned about the weight because it is one of the heavier vision or the heavier virtual reality headsets out there. And right, I mean, it's made mm -hmm. of glass and aluminum. It's not plastic. Right. right. And that's why we were joking around that it looks like ski goggles is because it definitely doesn't have the whole front covered with a piece of plastic and some things like that. And it is a little bit heavier, but most everyone is saying, yes, you notice when you put it on, but you get used to it really fast. And I haven't heard a lot of people complain about not being able to use it for more than like a half hour, as long mm -hmm. as they're using the afterthought strap. 
So there's two straps that come in the box. There's this really fancy one that looks like a knit sock and it's all, you can tell Apple designed it, right? right. And it goes on super easy and you twist a dial and it tightens it up. That one is not comfortable. They said that is the one that you really can't use for long periods of time. And then almost as an after, afterthought, they have two straps of Velcro, basically. One that runs yeah. along the back of your head and one that runs over the top of your head. Both of those are adjustable. And everybody says, oh, you put that on and you're fine. It's way more comfortable. Because it's taking all of the weight from it resting basically on the bridge of your, your nose or, or your, right. you know, your face right there. So even though it's light, still with something constantly sitting there, you're going to feel it after a few hours of use. So this right. takes all of that, that weight to mostly the top of the strap, I'm assuming, right? Right. And, and the other thing about that first strap, the nice fancy one, is that you're turning this dial to tighten it and it's sucking mm -hmm. it into your face. Right. And so you're getting a bunch of extra pressure on your face. You're thinking you need to make it as tight as possible so it doesn't move around. So, yeah, of course it is. And then it's resting funny on your cheekbones. And so anyway, right. so from a weight and comfort standpoint, it is a first gen product. Right. But it sounds like yes. that's not as big of a deal as other people thought it was going to be. That and makes sense. Now, the other thing I just mentioned this, right. First gen hardware and right. first gen software, first gen operating system now it is based on ipad os and we'll talk it about is. that later but it's still first gen there are going to be bugs and glitches and a few of the podcasters i talked to said it just you hit something and you realize oh that's a bug mm -hmm. and apple probably knows it's a bug and still needed to ship it right because yes. they just couldn't get to everything i mean one of the obvious things was if you forgot your passcode on the vision pro they hadn't built in a way for you to reset it yourself you had to take it into a store or ship it into Apple Care. I thought wow. that was kind of funny. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> why would you be, I mean, I guess if you're sharing this across people or something like that, or you put it in, I don't know. But anyway, there are definitely bugs and glitches. There are limitations. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is expect lots of changes and improvements as Apple gets feedback. There already was a beta released, a 1.1 beta. And if I saw correctly yesterday, they actually released, full 1.0.3, which introduces the ability to reset the device without your passcode. Okay. So, so there, yeah, there have so, been updates already. Yep. That's good. Yep. And hopefully continue weekly yeah. or, or every other week or something like that. Yeah. So I don't think this is going to be like other things where it's going to be months and months and months. I think they're going to iterate quickly. And then I would assume we're going to see Vision OS 2.0 at WWDC, right? Yeah. I mean, that's coming up in June. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a good thing that you don't have to wait. We knew that this was, like we keep saying, a beta product. We knew this wasn't for the general public. It's going to be for developers and stuff like that. So I could imagine it moving pretty quickly, fixing bugs and, and compatibilities with, with different uh, um, other types of software and things like that. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty good news, actually. So let's talk about the uh, the pass-through mode, right? This is where you're not just, we talked about this on the episode where we spoke about the difference between AR and VR and mixed reality and things like that. So pass-through allows you to be able to communicate and, and um, function in the real world with these goggles on, right? It lifts that veil and you can see through. Now, the difference is you're not actually seeing the real world. You're seeing camera footage of the outside world from cameras on right. the outside of the, the uh, device, which is different I, from most other headsets. I don't think you can, right? I don't think you can see yeah. through those glasses. I mean, we joke around about them looking like ski goggles, but I don't think they're transparent in any right. of their modes. So you are not seeing outside of the, the glass. Yeah. And I think that's why this is probably the most important thing for Apple to get right. Right, right. and. From what, what we're seeing on the reviews, that it, it is fine, right? You told me about Mar Marquez Brownlee playing ping pong. Now, this is something that you just don't see on other devices, right? This is the quality that Apple Apple gives. So very low latency. Um, one of the things that I know that, that gives people that motion sickness is the delay from seeing the uh, outside world or, or even when you're in a virtual world is having that delay from motion, right? You reach for something. And 
a millisecond later, your, your virtual arm reaches forward or something like that, or you walk or you turn left or you turn right, and that's that delay, right? Your mind is telling you you should be seeing a certain angle, and then two or three seconds, not two or three seconds because that's forever, but a few milliseconds later, you're actually seeing that angle, and it causes people to be sick. Right, and Apple's <laughs> claiming 12 milliseconds right. of latency, which is super low, and one of the connected hosts can't even ride in the back of a car or he gets car sick and really? <laughs> has used this extensively and has not gotten motion sickness from it. Right. Right. And that was my main deal was when, when we saw that was, are people really going to be able to wear this for hours? Because again, I told you with the PlayStation VR, I can play a game for maybe about 45 minutes or something before I start feeling like I'm on fire. And that's how I experienced that motion sickness. So very low latency, um, people aren't complaining about being sick and it looks like Apple kind of nailed this, you yeah. know, on, on this, on this beta device on this first, you know, generation of this device. So it's only going to improve. It's only going to get better. Yeah, I mean, all of the other things you can work through and you can tell people it's coming, but if they put it on and it makes them sick, yeah, that's, that's a dead stop. Right. Yeah. So yeah, they probably like won't deal with it. Right. Yeah. Right. It'd be returned. I think it will be interesting to see what the return rate is eventually on this, but yeah. Um, one of the things about this is I've heard that it's almost like there's no real user interface in this, that the user interface is really your real world, right? Cause you're putting app icons or content or apps or whatever up in your living room or whatever mm -hmm. environment that you're in. Right. And there's no real user interface. And so I've heard a few things. One, Brian Tong, for example, in his video, was using Siri a ton for dictation, to open apps, to close apps, to do a lot of his navigation. Mm -hmm. Now the main navigation is eye tracking and finger gestures, a lot of pinch and hold and to scroll and stuff like that. And so it seems like they've done a really good job. Now what I've heard is that the native Vision Pro apps get that eye tracking down to a T. It's you know basically perfect everything is set so that if you look at the x and pinch your fingers it's going to close the window if you look at the corner and pinch and grab and drag it's going to expand the window right those are the kind of Which gestures is crazy to me yeah yeah it's yeah. just nuts but what i have heard is that the ipad compatible apps which are in another section right and they're mm -hmm. by far the majority of the apps that you're going to use on the vision pro right now even some of apple's own apps are not vision pro native like calendar and maps they're the iPad versions. Right. Fine. Right. That's a little bit of an escape hatch there. But um, it's not quite they're as good. good versions. They're good versions. They are. You don't need the Mac version to, to be able. They're really right. functional versions. But that I'm a little navigation, biased. I love my iPad. Yeah, no, but they are. <laughs> but that navigation is just not built for those, right? And if right. you think about somebody just checked the box and said, yes, let my iPad app go into Vision Pro, maybe the targets aren't big enough, right? So the yeah. close the window is super small or something like that, right? And so there's a little bit of uh, a little bit of that there. And you have to get used to the fact that whatever I'm looking at is what's going to be active. That's what's going to be in focus. Mm -hmm. If I'm looking at a control and I move my hands, that's control is what's going to happen. And so I have heard some people say that, you know, we're used to looking at something, getting our mouse close or our trackpad close, and then we can look away and still deal with it. You can't right. do that in Vision Pro because the minute you look away, the eye tracking is so good that the minute you look away, it's off target. Right. So, <laughs> you know, you got to think about that just a, just so a little bit there. Adjust your workflow a little bit. You know, how yeah. you use things just in general. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the reviews that I read, they let their um, daughter who's in her early 20s, I think it was, or something like that, try this out. And there was zero learning curve. None. For okay. her to figure out how to use it. Right. And so that's that's yeah. a positive thing. And um, and then the other thing I just wanted to bring up about navigation is that obviously there's no face ID because your face is covered yep. with this giant mask, but they're using optic ID. And so when you do a setup, they're scanning your retinas and that's what they're using in place of face ID. So to make yep. purchases, to authorize, to unlock, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Um, so I think that's pretty cool. Um, just getting them to another you know, another, another type of biometric authentication. Right. Right. So, but I'm wondering if optic ID, if it changes, you know what I mean? I guess as, as far as like, if you 
develop some kind of condition or something with your with your with your um with your retinas and and or yeah. or just any kind of change in your in your vision or you know they get damaged or something um I'm sure there's a, a secondary where you can put in a password, go in and re-add your optic yeah. ID to do all that. So I guess that's just a worry that, yeah. that uh, I guess it's not really necessary. So, well. Yeah. I mean, I would assume it's like your face ID, right? If something really happens right. and you needed to change up your face ID, then you could. So Yeah. You can still get in with your password, passcode, and then adjust your, your face ID or something like that. Uh, battery life is better than expected, although it's still pretty terrible. So, you know, they were adding like 30 minutes onto the, um, the, what a Apple advertised so they could get three hours instead of two and a half. And it takes okay. about an hour so and a half a to better. charge the battery pack. Yeah. But it's still, you still have a hard time getting through most 3d movies, right? right. I mean, most 3d movies are going to be three hours plus or something like that. So uh, they still yeah. need to work on that. You can get the extra battery battery packs. And I've seen people say that, yes, you can plug the battery pack into another external battery. So that's probably what I would end up doing instead of buying a second battery pack is just get a really nice external battery, the USB-C to USB-C, and rather do that. Because you also can't hot swap, right? If it, right. If you, as soon as you disconnect the battery, it's shut down. So not good. Right, right. So... I guess you're right, though, and and if you think about it, the majority of people are still going to use this at home, right? Nobody's going to really be going skiing right now or on the subway or really using this out in the real world yet. You know, I still think that's maybe maybe a year, year or two away. Now, there's going to be some people testing it, testing their apps that they build and things like that. But for the masses, you're going to be at home anyway, so maybe multiple batteries is not really a, a good idea right now. It's just an external power source. Well, I want to see what happens when the hype dies down because, I mean, I have podcasters I listen to have used it on the train mm -hmm. on the East Coast and um, really like that idea. And then the concept of you using it for travel, I think is pretty amazing because I can yeah. just take a MacBook Air with me and then have a bunch of real estate, which we're going to talk about here in a minute. So, you know, in my hotel room or wherever I am, and I don't need to worry about having a bigger laptop or some of that kind of stuff. So I think that right. use case may allow us to see it a little more out in the wild. Yeah. The other one, you know, I mentioned this about apps, the iPad compatible versus natives. Um, the coolest mm -hmm. app I saw was in Brian Kong's review when he pulled up the NBA app. And basically mm -hmm. put the game he wanted to watch in this giant screen in the center. And then he had like six or eight games running simultaneously around that one and a stat sheet. NBA games? And NBA games. Yeah. So this is the native NBA app um, that they have put out. And okay. so he had all of this running. And then if he wanted to switch out between games, he just looked at it and pinched or whatever. And it would swap that game with the one in the main screen. So he could jump back and forth like halftime or, you know, whatever the case may be. Okay. It was really cool. If you haven't seen that part of his demo, I thought that was, uh, that's what I'd like to see, right? The ability to do multiple things at the same time, right? To have more than one game going. I'm not a big basketball person, but I might want to watch, you know, a couple of different college football games at the same time. Right. Or So right. my son would probably have three or four soccer games going at the same time too. So, yeah. Now, Jay, the other big thing coming out of this is because it's a computer and in our world today, you can't have a computer that can't do video chats or video yeah. calls, right? Is how in the world do I do a video call on vision pro? So talk to us about that. Yeah. So, and I mentioned it's um, when we talked about it before, it's using this, this what Apple's calling persona. And from what I'm seeing by the reviews in my own personal opinion, it doesn't look good. <laughs> right. So you have a, a, a set of goggles on your face. So it's obscuring your face from anyone in the room. Um, what it does is it shows on the screen on the outside, a live recording of your eyes to them on the outside. But if you're doing a video chat with someone, you sit on a Zoom call or a FaceTime call, it creates an avatar of your face. 
Doesn't look natural. <laughs> Doesn't look, it looks like the worst video game version of yourself, but still usable, still recognizable as, as, uh, as you. So, um, yeah, so it just, it, it scans your, your, your face, uh, it scans your eyes and all of that. And it gives you the, it, the persona, the avatar of yourself gives that same emotion. So if you're reacting to something or you're looking a certain way or, you know, frowns and things like that, it shows all of that. Just again, it's it's pretty much a video game version of your, of yourself. And I, I think that's something that I've seen um, that Apple should improve on and they will. I, I, I'm, I'm certain they will. Yeah. And so I'm not as against it as you are. I think a lot of them have right. looked pretty close. Um, and or they, enough. They are, close they are enough, clarifying right? that this is still a beta, too. Apple is saying Correct. that this is still in beta. Yeah. And apparently in the beta Vision OS that they released, there were significant improvements to what okay. you could do with the persona, to how they looked compared to you. And I was listening to one of the podcasts and uh, Mike Hurley, his mouth doesn't move on his persona. And I think it's because mm -hmm. his beard and his mustache are pretty much are close to the same color as his lips. And so he right, has a hard right. time. If he goes like that, really opens his mouth, it'll move. But, right. um, but they have uh, built right in a way to get feedback on persona. So basically you're in the persona and you say, provide feedback on my persona. And then it asks you if you're willing to upload the photo that the vision pro took of you and your persona and then you can also give the feedback about what's wrong with it right and so wow. no, they're definitely cool. focused on this and they're already making changes so they're committed to this and i have seen more people come around to this like if you see brian tong's call the stripe he has in the middle of his hair came across great right i mean you could okay. you can definitely tell that it's the person that it's supposed to be yes. right if you know it, it, them i can tell if yes. you know them at all yeah now, the right. other good thing about this that people have mentioned is that also it means that once you set up your persona, if you have a video call at 7 a.m. in the morning, you don't have to worry about being up and presentable, right? Because you're just going to hop <laughs> right. on and it's it your persona that's going to come through. Yeah. 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 So that that is pretty cool. So, so I'm wondering almost now, and, and I hadn't looked at the specs on this, um, you know, we're just getting back. So uh, I'm going to dive more into it today, but. If it's if if it's basically given a 3D model of a photo, right, of a flat photo, which may be part of the problem, I thought that maybe it would take some kind of 3D scan of you, or maybe you can incorporate the phone using uh, with the the 15 Pro using that that new mode where you can record for it to get a better 3D model of your face. So this is taking a flat photo and making a 3D image of your of yourself, well, which could be contributing to that weirdness. It's either a flat photo or it's video. It's something directly in the Vision Pro, right? So, yeah, I mean, it okay. might be nice to use that super nice camera that you have on the 15 to be able to get a better right, right. thing of this. But it's all done in the Vision Pro right now. So Okay. But well, it's yeah, version could one. Be, could be the problem. Yes. Here's the thing. This is all version one and pretty much everything right. except for the virtual keyboard that pops up if you need it. Pretty much everything people have said is absolutely usable in a V1 product. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. That's a really big deal. It is. It is really close to, to prime time as any other company has, has made, right? We talked about right. this has been around for years, and this is a product that Apple feels that is pretty much ready for prime time, right? I, I We talked yeah. about the pricing and stuff, pricing people out, pricing the, the average consumer and stuff out on purpose so you can get it in the hands of the people that need it. But no, I'm 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 complaining about certain things, but yeah, this is an actual usable product right now and it's in its yeah. first gen mode, you know, it's first gen release. Yep. Well, I want to wrap up this part of the conversation, um, and then I want to get into secret sauce and magic sauce, whatever you want to call it. But right. Let's talk about kind of the two sides of usage for a device like this, uh, media consumption and productivity. So media right. consumption, I've heard people say this is the best TV I've ever owned because right. the pixel density is like some ridiculous amount of pixels in, it's like three gazillion pixels per square inch in each eye. Right. 
right? And so from a media consumption standpoint, you want to go watch something like Avatar in 3D, whatever the case may be. Some nature videos. Yeah, some of those 4 or yeah. 5K nature videos. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Your uh, city walkthroughs that you love so much, if YouTube yeah. will come out with an app, if they would do those, they would look super, super awesome. So watching movies and stuff like that is fantastic. The concept of environments, and this is where you can use the digital crown and dial into like Joshua Tree or on the moon or uh, a mountaintop in Hawaii. There's um, uh, Yosemite. There's several mm -hmm. and there's more coming, right? But those environments, they said, are fantastic. And I've heard a lot of people, like I was listening to Mac Power users yesterday, and he said, you know what? I have started to associate Joshua Tree or whichever one it was. I can't remember which one he said with my writing. So he dials in to that. He opens the notes app because it's native and he dictates his articles or whatever right. else he's trying to write. And so it's now put him in this mindset where when he sees that environment, he knows what he's supposed to be doing. And so from a focus standpoint, right. that's super duper cool. But those ones that Apple provides can be used anywhere across the system. And then you've got Disney Plus that has Avenger Tower. They have uh, um, Tatooine where you can sit in a speeder and <laughs> right. a few others. But those environments are only usable within the Disney Plus app in the platform, which makes no sense. And I was listening to ATP the other day and they were like, take my monies. Just allow people to go in and build custom environments. They're going to have yep. to do it, but I'll pay five or 10 bucks to have an environment where I can dial in and just sit and meditate or just right. sit and think or just sit and do a particular activity. And I got thinking, you know what? Absolutely. That is absolutely what we want right. is right. to be able to the do some of that kind of stuff. You would so. be the most productive in. Yeah. Yeah. I get yeah. It. So what I'd like them to do is expand that out, let people create their own, and then let me use my own videos. You were talking about this in relation to personas, but you know mm -hmm. some of the pictures, some of the panoramas that I take when I'm up on a mountain, right? Yeah. On my bike. Let me do some of my own videos or my own pictures and make environments out of those. That will come, I think, right? Unless yes. they do the watch face thing, which they better not do the watch face thing. But <laughs> that would be awesome. So from a media consumption thing, this is the best way to view photos. It's the only way people have said they'll ever watch 3D movies because that totally flopped, right? I mean, that went absolutely nowhere, especially on TVs because it was such a horrible experience. So right. this is the way people... So if you want the best media consumption device, this might be it because shockingly, the speakers that they're having, everybody is saying are fantastic as well. And then, of course, yep, you compare yeah, it with AirPods that. Max or AirPods Pro or whatever the case may be. So... You know, I mean, if you're going to go out and spend $4,000 for a TV because you want a super awesome TV, if you're by yourself, this might be an alternative. Right, right. Or if you want that huge TV and you yeah. live in a small apartment, this, yeah, yeah, this would be a, a really, really good alternative to that. So, yep. And then gaming wise, Apple Arcade is in there. There's a whole bunch of titles. Brian Tong was playing Sonic. Uh, that was pretty cool. I've seen that you can play right. the Apple Arcade version of NBA 2K. Um, you can pair a controller. He had, I think it was a PS controller paired in when he was doing that. So mm -hmm. from a media consumption standpoint, yeah, I mean, seems to be great. Right, right. And I'm hoping Apple doesn't wall off themselves from the rest of the gaming industry, right? I'm hoping eventually yeah. they'll be able to because there's thousands of really good games. There's so many good games out. There's already sequels to those games that are available now that Apple should definitely, uh, they should allow on this device because, yeah. you know, we talked I about agree. Apple making a push in gaming before. Um, virtual gaming too. They should, you know, yep. they, should, they should definitely dip their toes in that. Now, let me wrap this up about using it for work or for productivity things. And we'll talk about this a little yeah. more in the post show. In the post show, we're going to talk about one of the comments that's been made more than once is, can this replace my iPad or is this the best iPad that Apple has ever made? And Jason's going to shake his head and say, absolutely <laughs> right. not. But I want to talk about that. But using it for work, 
there's plenty of apps right now. I have heard that Microsoft, their 365 apps are in there, but they're more limited than their iPad counterparts. And so they've got to mm-hmm. get some parity going there. The built-in digital keyboard is garbage. You just can't do it, right? It's easier yeah. to use Siri or dictation, yeah. but you can pair a Bluetooth keyboard and trackpad or mouse with the device. And so you can sit right. there and do it. Now, if you want to dial in and completely work in one of those cool environments, you can't see the keyboard. So you have to dial the environment out and only have it at like 60% in order to be able to see the keyboard that you're working on. But you know, right. you can do that. And then connect with Mac. So if I were to look, had the Vision Pro on and were to look down at my MacBook, I'd get a little pop-up that says connect. I pinch the connect button. My MacBook screen goes black and my MacBook screen is now sitting in front of me in virtual space and I can make it as big as I want it to be. So this is another place where people said that's the escape hatch. So if there are apps that you need, then, and they're on your Mac, like I've watched people like Brandon Butch was editing in Final Cut on his yeah. Vision Pro. And I've seen multiple people showing that because you get this massive screen. Now you only get one. Don't know why that's the case. I have three monitors here right now. But if I were to connect, I would only get one, but you can make it as big as you want, but the resolution doesn't change. So it's not like I get more real estate, right? I right. can't make it 75 inches and put 10 windows and have them all be big enough. They're going to be the same relative size as they are on my 27 inch monitor, right? So it definitely is doable. And there are a lot of people that are saying, yeah, this is one of the great reasons to do this. And this is why if I'm on an airplane and I was thinking about uh, somebody made this comment about MKBHD that maybe he's under embargo, but wants to edit on an airplane. Well, he can't mm-hmm. have that up on his MacBook and have somebody else look and see what he's doing, but he could just right, right. connect his MacBook and put it up on that giant screen over the seats in front of him and go to work and do his yeah, editing. I so let's talk. Is, it, it's a huge tool for productivity, right? I, yeah. We knew that from the start. We knew that from the uh, promotional videos that they released that, man, this is going to be huge for productivity. And then when you throw in the gaming and the, and the, uh, the recreational stuff, the entertainment and stuff like that, it really does make this device worth it in its current version, right? If you were looking yeah. to, like we said earlier, get a TV, buy a PlayStation 4, a PlayStation 5, or, uh, you know, with the extra controller, and you needed a desk, and you needed all of this extra space, but you live in this little apartment, this is the way to go. Yeah. Let me Let me wrap this up by talking about why I think... Apple's going to succeed here more so than others, not just because I'm an Apple fan and I have all of their stuff, but this is the ecosystem. There is no comparison to the Apple ecosystem, right? Mm -hmm. How many, so let's say all of the virtual, the meta quest three and the others, let's say they could all do content consumption as well as the, Vision Pro, which they can't, right? Their quality is just not there, right? Let's say they could. Well, then maybe you have this debate over who buys them if all you want is an entertainment device, right? But if I start talking about, I want to use this as an integral part of my life and my workflow, and the purpose of our tech show is helping people get more out of life with their tech, then Apple is going to succeed because all of their stuff plays nice. Now, Marquez yeah. was saying that um, like you can't see phone notifications on your Vision Pro. So you have to take the headset off to kind of deal with that on the phone. Yeah. So they got to work on some of that kind of stuff. But just the fact that I can put my whole Mac in my Vision Pro, I can do most yeah. of my phone functions in the Vision Pro and I can all the iPads that are iPad apps that are allowed into the Vision Pro. So all of a sudden, the Vision yeah. Pro, more so than any of Apple's other devices, touches everything. And that's continuity yeah. and handoff and the power of their ecosystem. And so who's going is Samsung going to go in and say, we're going to make a reality headset and we're going to work with Microsoft and allow you to connect your Windows PC into our headset? Probably not. No. If they did, what would that experience <laughs> be like, right? 
So this is why I think Apple's going to succeed here where I don't think anybody else, no one else is going to be able to put together this whole experience. Now you have to decide if the Apple ecosystem is right for you and if you can afford right. to be in the Apple ecosystem because it's going to be a couple of years before this device is mainstream affordable. And if you wanted to have all of that stuff, if I had a MacBook Pro and a Vision Pro and an iPhone Pro and an iPad Pro, mm -hmm. I mean, you're talking what, 10K at least? It's not, it's not going to be um, a small investment. This is where I think they're going to succeed. Okay. And we're going to get to this here in a right. second as to where we are on the Vision Pro. This, in my opinion, is why this device is different. Maybe it'll be like the Apple Watch, where the Apple Watch was kind of the jack of all trades when it started. And now they've really narrowed down what the Apple Watch is good at. It's good at fitness and it's good at notifications, mm -hmm. right? I mean, those are the two things. Maybe some of this stuff will be narrowed down, but I could see it getting really good at even better at media consumption. Things like collaborative media consumption, where two of you could watch, even if you were in the same room mm -hmm. or not in the same room, right? Being able to watch a movie together on Vision Pro. I can see it getting way better at productivity because this ecosystem and continuity integration, they're just scratching the surface. Yeah. No, no, I'm with you. And no one does, no one does this better than Apple, right? When you take just a single device, how the hardware and the software just works perfectly together, right? We always talk about how battery technology hasn't improved, but Apple's figured out a way to make their software and hardware work perfectly in perfect harmony to get the most out of the battery life, right? You take multiple devices, right? You can unlock your MacBook with your watch and things like that. Um, yeah, I can only see it just getting better. Now, when this device is a mainstream device, you know, second generation, third generation, I can see more compatibility with Windows and, and you know, other, other platforms and stuff like that. But even with it being compatible, you're still not going to get the the perfection no. of continuity of having it, you know, all of these Apple devices in sync, right? That's just their main selling point. One thing I didn't mention is that when I connect my MacBook, my mm -hmm. trackpad and keyboard work on the Mac screen in Vision Pro, but it also works on all the other apps, whether they're iPad apps or whether they're Vision Pro apps. So if I right. take my trackpad and go left, to a Vision Pro app, it just jumps right to that app and I can completely interact yeah. with the Vision Pro app using my MacBook keyboard. That's the kind of stuff, right? That right there, that is magic sauce. Right. All right, Jason. So all of this, how uh, how much is the Apple reality? Well, we're going to call this the Apple virtual reality distortion field. <laughs> virtual reality how distortion. much is that impacting your life right now? So it's still a no-go, right? I really want to get my hands on one, right? Even if it's just for a day or two, right? And I'm not talking about scheduling to go and sit down and having someone guide it, but I just want to get my hands on one to really get my experience out of it, right? Not a guided experience. But um, I can get the same job that I'm doing now with the equipment that I have, even though it's a little, right? I have my iPad over here. I have my MacBook sitting on the floor and I'm using that to, and I have a Zoom, which the Zoom is getting a little delayed now since we've been on for an hour or so, but I can get it done now and, and save 5K. I think that's the best thing for me, you know, at, at the moment. So, but not having the hardware, it hasn't taken me totally out of the game, right? I've been thinking about ways to create content for the Vision Pro without having a Vision Pro. Uh, you know, you mentioned earlier those walking videos and, and things like that. So I actually considered maybe getting an iPhone 15 Pro and start, you know, recording some things. I thought about it too while, was, while we were on a cruise ship. There's no virtual cruise tours, right? There's people label it virtual cruise ship tour or something. And it's just them walking around with their camera. But I thought about getting one of those Sony cameras that films like 360, right? That people make the virtual content and for and uh, um you know just just doing that and maybe being able to turn out a little more income from youtube or something to to pay for cruises yeah. just to go and record a cruise ship or something i thought that would really be cool you know it's of course it'll start off really slow but 
Um, well, yeah, yeah, I've been think thinking about this. in different ways. Think about this. Here's a practical thing. Uh, let's say you got the 15 Pro Max so you could do the better mm-hmm. video, right? The stabilization, all of that kind of stuff. Right. Think about being able to record and upload to Pop Life's TikTok or Instagram accounts. Right, high right. High quality. And if somebody wanted to view it in spatial computing space, right? The farmer's right. market. Or like that event that I saw your post from with those really cool cars and stuff that you were at right, over right. this last little bit, that kind of stuff. Just think about how cool some of that stuff would be from an advertising standpoint. And maybe, maybe there's a challenge for you. Right. Wendy, yeah, he's going to buy that, a new but... phone. Just telling you it's coming. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, I told you we were going to play iPhone shuffle this year, but I'm thinking sooner rather than later, maybe not waiting until September. Maybe getting to jump on this whole creating content and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Maybe some gadgets for family content, too. Yeah. Give us a little boost. For sure. Well, So what about you? How are you feeling? I I am. (laughs) If I had the money, I would have bought one at this point. Right. So, um, and I think it is some Apple distortion field. And I think some of this hype is going to (sighs) die down. Right. But if I think about my personal and my professional workflows, so my personal personal stuff, I sit for about an hour and I'm, you know, writing in my journal and doing personal study and, and I need somebody to create an immersive environment, like of one of our temples, that would be super Mm -hmm. cool. Right. Where I could just dial in and have the temple sitting behind me and just sit and do my, my, my spiritual scripture study stuff. That would be super cool. Um, other than recording this show, right? If I think about my consulting work and all of the other stuff that I do, the editing that I do for the show and all of those kinds of things can all be done on a vision pro. And, you know, those of you that have listened to this or my other podcast know that we're, we are trying to downsize big time and hopefully yeah. we'll end up in an RV, but if we don't, we're probably going to end up in a tiny home and, um, or something much, much smaller. Right now I've got my whole office and this office is, you know, 12 by 12 or, you know, whatever it is. Right. And so I've got plenty of space. I can have two desks in here, one for each purpose, that kind of stuff. We downsize. I don't have that. And so if I think about the ability to use the secret sauce, right. The fact that all my stuff would work together, I can put my Mac up on a giant screen. I could actually leave my Mac in the trailer, connect the screen, right. Leave the Mac in the trailer, take a Bluetooth Mm -hmm. keyboard and trackpad, out yep. to the picnic table at the campground site and work because yep. it doesn't have to be next to your mat, Right. And so I could do all of that kind of stuff. And so I only see more ways that I would end up using this versus less. Right. And same thing for consuming content. Now the guest mode's not great. So if Karen wanted to watch a 3d movie in it or something like that, it's a little wonky on some of that kind of stuff, but same thing. I mean, no matter what RV I get, I'm not going to have a really nice big TV there. That's not the purpose of having that kind of stuff, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to watch this want to watch the second Dune movie. Right. And how cool would it be for me to throw the vision pro in my backpack and get up on top of a mountain and dial in (laughs) Dune, right from the peak of a mountain and stuff like that. Implication of that in the post show. So if you guys want to hear us talk about this compared to iPads and that kind of stuff, stick around for the post show. So yeah, okay. I'm, I'm in, it's just a matter of, can I make it realistically work? It's still expensive. So. Right. Right. So you talked about like going, you know, sitting outside your trailer or, or just taking a little short distance or whatever. That's even if you need the power of the Mac, right? Most of the time, if you're just, taking yeah. notes or doing, like you say, your scripture study or whatever, all you would need is the vision pro. You wouldn't even yeah. need that extra power from having it, you know, tethered to right. the Mac or whatever. Keyboard and a trackpad. Would right. Be nice. Yeah. Take a tiny keyboard. Like well, I have it. right here in front of me, a tiny yeah. Bluetooth keyboard with a trackpad on it. And yep. you know, that's perfect. This thing is flat, like flat, flat. So yeah. Yeah. I've got one that's the size of my iPad mini. It's yeah. A Logitech keys to go. So perfect. Yeah. Does it have a trackpad well, on it? Look, no, it doesn't have a trackpad. But okay. I think I'm I like, that would be that. a tiny trackpad. Yeah, no, I think I could deal without the trackpad for that kind of stuff. Not for editing and some of those right. kinds of things. But 
you know, most of my work is, is PowerPoint and, you know, yeah. my personal stuff. Yeah, something and really light. I think about what I do for you my, don't need the extra Yeah, if I think about what power. I, if I think about what I do for my clients, I could do it all on an iPad. That's the whole yeah. point of the iPad conversation we've been having and that we're gonna have in the post show. So let's end with that. Yeah. If you wanna talk about if you wanna hear us talk about iPad versus Vision Pro, stick around for the post show. Um and uh we may also have a little bit of a rant from me about Nintendo Switch. So we'll see if we can get to that in the post show too. So stick around for that. Uh, Jason, I know you're just barely getting back. Have you thought about what we're going to cover next week? There's a couple of things that I wanted to talk about. So I'm, I'm, I'm still weighing those options, but yeah, no, no, no definitive, uh, um, you know, topic for next week. So it'll be a surprise for everyone. All right. Well, until then, don't forget to check out the show notes. We'll have the links to the reviews that we recommend for the Vision Pro. There's going to be a lot more content. I'm sure we'll have some follow-up going on. Um, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. We've got some new stuff we want to try doing there. And uh, that's it for me. Jason, you got a cool tech show closing for us? Nope. I'm ready to go back on another cruise already. So I'll see you guys on the Lido deck. By yourself. Or maybe with Wendy, depending. <laughs> Yep, yep, just us this time around. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and stick around or uh, hit that next video, which will be the post show. Well, if you're just joining us or if you pick the second video to start with, this is the post show of the Gadgets for Families tech show, and main show is all about the Vision Pro. And I'm going to throw out a statement for this post show that Jason is going to roll his eyes, maybe throw something about because it's, it's, it's relates to his beloved iPad pro. And I have heard people that are in love with the iPad that would prefer to do all of their work on the iPad. I have heard them ask the question and it's too early to tell. None of them are giving us an answer on this yet, but they are saying is the vision pro the best iPad that Apple has ever made. And so that's the statement I want to throw out there. We'll let Jason go on a rant here for just a minute because I know where he stands <laughs> on this, but I want to talk about why people may be asking that question and the secret sauce, the continuity yep. and the ability to connect the Mac into the Vision Pro, but not to be able to connect the Mac to your iPad, I think is where that comes in. So Jason, right. go ahead. Let us have it. So I can see the Vision Pro replacing the iPad, but definitely not this model and probably not even this decade, right? We talked about the kind of, for lack of a better term, the decentralization of computing when it comes to these glasses, right? You take your processor to be the size of your phone without a screen on it, stick it in your pocket, and that's going to handle between that and the cellular connection. And in the cloud, that's going to handle all of the processing. Yeah. Use your watch as an interface. Use your glasses, the uh, the Vision Pro as an interface. But in the current version that it is now, it is way too cumbersome to get a simple task done than it is on the iPad, right? You take your iPad, you have the keyboard or whatever, you flip it up, unlocks with your face ID, bang, 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 a couple of notes, close it, and you're off to the next meeting. This time, in this current version, you have to connect it. You have to log in, boot it up or whatever, connect it to your power your power uh, a connector or whatever. You have to load in, however you load in, all of these types of apps. So, again, all that's going to be streamlined. It's going to be better in the next version and the next version and the next version. But until we get to the point where the Vision Pro is really just an output device and you can have, like I said, a little card size processor or or with the cellular connection and the Bluetooth connection and all of that in your pocket, I don't see it replacing the iPad. So I say again, not this definitely not this model, but probably not even this decade. I don't know. What do you think? Well let me let me talk about that future state, right? What I would love to see is my phone, right? Mm -hmm. Has Mac OS iPad OS and iOS all on it. Right. Okay. But it wouldn't be a phone and at that then, point, right? We, we need to stop calling it a phone at that point. It'll just be correct. A, I agree. Whatever processing unit. Something like this. Something like this, right? I mean, you still yes. need to have something with super good cameras. 
So I think that's why right. I keep saying something like this, right? Because this is where you want the best hardware. You're still going to need, until technology improves, you're still going to need something about that size, right? For battery and yes. for things like the camera, right? Yeah. So, and the wireless technology, could, the cellular Bluetooth radios. and yeah. Right. If I could take and drop that into a dock, and when I dropped it into that dock that had a keyboard and trackpad, it booted up Mac OS. And I just started yep. running Mac OS, right? Or I dropped it into a different one, or I flipped a switch on that same dock and it ran iPad OS. Yes. Or doesn't matter which one it's running, I flip a switch and these glasses, not the ski goggles, yep. but these glasses become my display for whatever it is that I'm dealing with, right? I think that's yep. that's the future that I'd love to see us. That's the, you know, Mission Impossible. Um, what's the one where they were doing pre-crimes with Tom Cruise too? You know, anyway, Minority yeah, Report. Minority Report, yep. You know, that's the, yeah, that kind of a future that, and that Microsoft video on the future of computing where I'm in a hotel room and there's just a glass screen and I just set my computing unit down and flip everything up onto a, a glass display or something like that. Fine. Yep. Future state, right? But decades. Away more than and I don't think it's that far off. I don't think it's that many decades. Yeah. Maybe the next decade. Yeah. You know what I mean? 20, yeah, 34 or something like that. Yeah. yeah. But the thing about right now, and this is what gets me thinking about what do I buy in March versus maybe later this year is mm -hmm. I have <clears throat> a fantastic MacBook. This thing is incredible. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I go days without plugging this thing in. Yeah. Right. And Crazy. I've been spending yeah. a lot more time sitting at my other desk, not my recording station and sitting elsewhere. And I still, when I go to plug it in, I think, Oh, it's gotta be getting down. And it'll say, yeah, you still got eight hours of battery left. Yeah. So, and it has all the power and does all of the things. Right. So if I think about that and I think about, okay, if I want to improve my personal study, which is one of the main reasons I want the iPad, the iPad battery is not going to be better than my MacBook. I mean, as good as your iPad battery should be, we know yours isn't, but as yeah. good as the iPad battery should be, 10 to 12 hours is not yeah. what I get yeah. out of be. this MacBook, right? Fine. If I think about that, the MacBook's going to be a better fit for me. If I then think about, okay, what don't I like about my personal setup over here? Well, I don't like the fact I'm actually using continuity today. Um, when I study in the morning, I've got my iPad mini sitting on a little stand next mm -hmm. to my MacBook because the study app that I use is way better on the iPad. And the journaling app, which we're going to talk about in two episodes, is way better on the iPad than it is on the Mac. On the Mac, mm -hmm. it's just kind of a basic thing and it's not as aesthetically pleasing all that kind of stuff so if i think about improving that i start thinking do i want to spend even though we saw the rumors right and jason was very glad the rumor is it's not going to be 600 dollars more expensive for the new ipad pro it's only right. going to be 160 but then i'm still back to a three thousand dollar budget to get the new ipad pro right right with the accessories that I would need because I'm not in that ecosystem right now. So if I think about my personal situation, the question is going to be, where do I spend three to $4,000? And do I spend it all on the iPad Pro, which means there's probably no way I'll get this first gen Vision Pro. Mm -hmm. Or if they come out with the 12.9 inch iPad Air that I can get with a simpler keyboard, Bluetooth keyboard, and trackpad, right? Mm -hmm. Not necessarily the docking station one that we've been talking about. Right. If I can if get it all of exists. that. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Right. And the rumor is right now the 12.9 is coming out. There's not going to be any new accessories for the iPad Air, which means it would be today's Magic Keyboard. I would not get the Apple one, right? I would get yeah. one of the other ones. Especially where I would want to be able to pair it with the Vision Pro. So that's the question, right? Is does the Vision Pro replace my iPad Pro? And I still want the iPad 
what iPad do I need then at that point, right? Mm-hmm. So if I if I slot the Vision Pro in for the iPad Pro, do I wait until the end of the year and just get the brand new iPad Mini because it'll still be better for reading books right. and stuff like that, right? And so this is where I'm at. Do I think it completely replaces the iPad? Not for most people. Not for you that it's yeah. your primary device, that it's what you do everything on. No, I don't think it replaces that. Do I think it may be a better fit for my current state right. than an iPad Pro? Possibly because I also get the portability and I get the giant canvas. And mm-hmm. think about the art that I do, Jason. Yeah. If I could somehow connect, I don't, they haven't done this yet. That's the one thing it doesn't do. No pencil input on the Vision Pro. Right. So right? no precision, but, precision, no. Uh, um, you know. I have heard people have been able to connect their iPad. And so uh, one of them was talking about Freeform. So he had his iPad laying flat on the table and had Freeform open and then had Freeform open as a giant canvas on his Vision Pro and was able to walk around like it was sitting on a whiteboard and work on and look at things and do all that kind of stuff and maybe move some things around. But then if he needed to go back and do precision work with his pencil, he just walked back over to the iPad did it on the desk because it's passed through so you can see it, you can interact with it and it right. showed up on the great big giant canvas. And so, you know, does that make more sense? And I don't have an answer, right? I think it's going to depend on what they come out with in March. Right. I think it's going to depend on, you know, how much money can I afford to spend? Am I willing to spend, you know, 5k now <laughs> to get a vision pro and an iPad mm-hmm. and then not get a new phone? in the fall. Right. Right. I mean, those are all the decisions. So for those of you listening or watching this show, that's why you want to stick with us. We're going to go through this journey. I guarantee we're going to be making these decisions, right? Right. Where we're going to fall, at least for me, I don't know. It sounds like Jason's still set on his path. He's getting the new 12.9 inch iPad pro in March. Fine. But I don't know what I'm doing at this point, what combination of devices are going to make the most sense for me. So, Yeah. yeah. And it may change for me too, right? Something may come, that killer app may come. It it just may be worth it to to make that jump at the time. But yeah, you know, all of this stuff is just dependent on what Apple allows and the software that they create and what developers create for it. Right. And again, the downside that we have is we are not gonna know what the next gen of all the OSs are until well after we believe we need to make the iPad hardware decision. Right. So we're not gonna know is iPad OS, the next version going to allow us to connect to the Mac, which would be cool, or to yeah. do some of the other stuff we've been talking about doing. Um, we don't know any of that. We don't know a Vision OS 2.0 is going to allow the the iPad to AirPlay into the Vision OS environment. Because if that right. was the case, I would, I mean, other than your battery issues that you have with yours, right? I would argue that it might be better for you to spend the 3000 bucks on the Vision Pro, keep the current iPad. Yeah, keep my current one. Right? right. right. So... But we're not going to know all of those answers. And so I just, I don't know. I don't know how this spring's going to play out. It's going to be interesting. And I get to add on to that. I'm trying to sell the house and move and all that kind of stuff. I already told Karen, if we do sell the house the way we think we're going to sell the house, which would be a bonus. Yeah, their uh, Vision Pro will be the first yeah. thing that yeah. that I purchased. So, and she's like, okay, I love yeah. my wife. <laughs> of course, she's going to say, go ahead and get it. But you know, we talked about that guy with the small apartment or just trying to save space. Yeah, it would be perfect for a trailer. Yeah, I mean, 200 square feet is about what a trailer is, even if you right. get a decent size one, right? There's no big walls. You usually have a TV above a fireplace in the living room and maybe one in the bedroom, mm-hmm. not the kind of stuff. And, you know, if I get version one and they come out with version two in 18 months or whatever the case may be, and she likes it. I have heard a lot of spouses say, yeah, that's pretty cool. And I, one spouse, before they even got out of the store, said, yeah, when you upgrade to version two, I get this one. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, and that's it doesn't – the other thing that I had in here that I took out because we won't really have time, but the social impacts of all of this, right? I am not mm-hmm. going to watch Dune the first time. My wife and I will go see that in the theater. Right. You know, we'll pick our favorite yeah. seats in we the still theater. We that experience. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But Star Trek, Strange New Worlds, not mm-hmm. really her thing. 
So that's a series I can watch by myself. I'd love to have watched them fighting the Gorn on these screens, right? And there's other stuff that she likes to do. Like she likes to watch – she's been watching a lot about tiny homes, and she's actually found this concept they have called RV barns. Wait till we get into that one. And But she does all of that stuff sitting with the iPad Mm -hmm. on her chest at night, right? And so – you know, there might be uses for this kind of stuff. We just don't know where it's going to go. So right. again, the question was, can it replace an iPad? Is it the best iPad ever made? Well, depending on your use case, it may be the best iPad ever made, particularly because you can connect it to Mac OS and do all of those things that are so cumbersome on an iPad through Mac OS. Right. Does that mean it's a replacement for everybody? No. Would I recommend Jason replace his iPad with a Vision Pro? No. Am I considering do it, doing it because my use case is different? Yes. And are there other people that instead of paying four grand, because at that point your price is about the same, to right. get the highest end 12.9 inch iPad Pro, yeah. should they maybe Plus be thinking about that? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else on that, Jason? No, no, it, it makes perfect sense. I think that's a good place to end it. So thanks everybody for joining us. And, uh, Make sure you hit that subscribe on the YouTube channel because the main show, the post show, there'll be separate videos that go out there. And then uh, we've got some other surprises coming so that I think you'll like. So don't forget to give us feedback too. So have a great day. And from this tech grandpa, thanks for joining us. Yep. Thanks, guys. See you next week.